0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Open Mic. My name is Jared, I'm excited to be with you. Hey, if you've never listened to Open Mic before, it's a chance for us to talk about all things young adults and God, and we're excited to be in our series, Catching Feelings uh, series on relationships today. This is part two that followed our uh, Tuesday night talk on sex and sexuality. What's God's plan for sex and sexuality? And one of the questions that we wanted to hit today as we start is we live in an over-sexualized world. You, you, don't, you can't get to Instagram, the internet, TV, Netflix, really anything without seeing some kind of over-sexualization. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask this, like, what does the Bible say about sex, and, and why is that uh, countercultural to what we see now?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I mean, it's very clearly that if God created all things, He is the author and the creator of sex. And that is something that He designed and He created. So it's not it's not a bad thing. It is a, truly a gift. Scripture lays it out as a gift. It is a good thing, but it's got to be done in the right context. And, and we kind of were talking about this before uh, we kicked off. that I think about it like this. If I had a house next to a busy street, and i let my kids go outside and play and there was no there was no fence there right and i just let them roam free and they could go wherever they want that would be very dangerous but the reason i have a fence there the reason i have a boundary is for their protection mm-hmm. and then they can actually go outside and they have the freedom to play without you know the worry of being hurt or injured. That's like how I view it like God has given us this gift of sex. He's put boundaries in place for our freedom, not for our limitation and I think that's the starting point of the gift of sex.
0: Yeah is it let me ask this I mean we, we've talked about how sex is a gift from God. Is the over sexualization in our culture that big of a deal? Is it Is it that bad?
2: Yeah, I think our culture, like, you can literally see it in everything from movies to music to billboards to literally, like, you you think of it, you turn on Netflix, what is on there? I'm like, we have to shield our eyes, like, mm-hmm. at this point. Like, it's literally everywhere. And our culture has made sex king, has mm-hmm. made sex mm-hmm. God, and that that is the ultimate thing that everyone wants to pursue. And they're telling us to do whatever you want with it. And that's completely against what the Bible says, because the Bible says, actually, I have plans, Logan. exactly what you said, for you to enjoy this and for you to flourish. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do it according to what God's word says, then we're not going to flourish and we're going to be in a world of hurt and
3: trouble. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, like the world just represents the wrong use of sexuality. Like the wrong use of it is what destroys intimacy with God. And like our world subs, like, sexuality in God's place, I feel like, and, like, they're, it's sad because it's, like, so many people are missing out on what true intimacy with God is Mm -hmm. like, and, like, God, what we said, like, he created human sexuality for a good reason and, like, to reflect intimacy, and so I just, it breaks my heart that, like, people really are missing out on, like, what true true intimacy with the Father is. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, one of the things that our senior pastor, Pastor Eddie, always says is that we live in a culture that baits you to the edge and then mm-hmm. chastises you mm-hmm. for going over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I watched a video of um, a basketball player who was talking about, who's a, who's a believer, who was talking about how like we live in a culture that says, hey, have as much sex as you want until you get pregnant until you get an STD, Mm -hmm. until, and it kind of says like, man, you do whatever you want, you live however free you need to, but oh my word, don't go that far, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you did, you did, and I mean, Coco, you brought this up as we were talking before, that John 10.10 talks about how God Mm -hmm. came to give us life abundant, Um, but the the, the opposite to that is the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think this is such an obvious place that like, there's death and destruction Mm -hmm. around it, and it doesn't take long to get to, that like, Christians are just in so much and so can be so overwhelmed with um, that it really is such a difficult thing um, to have success with. So, um, Logan, what's some of maybe some of the practical advice that you would give to someone that's maybe struggling with this right now or thinking through it or has made a mistake in the past?
1: Yeah, I think sometimes—I I, I don't know. I think that I've, I've seen that we can overcomplicate, like, our response to it, where it's—response to sexual sin— it is serious. Like it, it, definitely impacts us when we look at 1 Corinthians six eighteen. It, it, you know, there is a uh, a different degree. Sexual mm-hmm. sin impacts us at our core in a powerful way. But the response to it is the same as we would respond to any other sin. What do we need to do? We need to confess our sin to God, Mm -hmm. and we need to confess our sin to other people. And uh, that's a hard thing to do, is to confess that to somebody else. And I think the lie that Satan gets people to buy into is... You're the only one who's ever struggled this way. You can't tell anybody about that. But the truth is, we just talked about how over-sexualized our culture is. The reality is, is people are struggling with this and you're not alone in that fight. And so you've got to get over that lie of the enemy to isolate you. uh, And you've got to confess that and share that with community. I mean, that's that's why you've got to be in a group. That's why you have to have people in your life that you can share with.
2: Yeah, I think um, that we have to realize that there's a real temptation and uh 1st Peter 2:11 says dear friends I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul mm-hmm. and i think you know when we're like oh it's it's not a big deal to to watch this to do this to go this far when we we play it off as like uh ah, no no big deal like um, and then we read things like this in the Bible where it's like actually this is a really big deal and it's waging war against your soul mm. and it's like whoa that's a big deal so when when you're in war what do you do mm. you have to you have to strap up but you have to put on the armor you have to make mm. sure that you're doing everything possible to win the battle and so I think that's that's having guardrails in your life that's putting up boundaries that's that's doing things that would honor God and and bringing in community like you said mm-hmm. confessing it and bringing in community and saying hey I need your help to keep me accountable in this. And uh, I think that's that's something that we can do as believers to say, okay, this is going to be different than what the world says. Like, this is totally different than what the world says. And so how can we win in this battle is a big deal.
1: And Cook, you mentioned like the warfare aspect of it. I've always loved Ephesians 6, which is the armor of God, the only offensive weapon, the spirit of truth, which is the word of God. Mm -hmm. So the word of God is what you're using to fight in this battle. And we follow the word of God.
3: Yeah, I think like Coco, what you said, something so huge, like along with confessing is truly just having our friends and our close people in our life, our community to keep us accountable because we're not meant to do these things alone, to go through life alone, and, like, we're meant to carry each other's burdens. Like, that's what God's Word says, and so I think that it's so important to ask people to keep us a- accountable because, like, God has given us boundaries, like, for our good and for us to flourish, and so our friends and our community can come alongside us in that.
1: And Coco, you mentioned something that, like, um, people kind of treat it flippantly. Like, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like It doesn't hurt anybody it, but myself. It yeah. doesn't hurt anyone, and I think the place in my life... Where I saw this play out, and I really saw the impact of not doing sex God's way, was whenever I was teaching. In the seven years I spent teaching, I saw continuously that kids who were in, uh, who, who were in a home with loving parents. Uh, who, who cared for them, met their needs, and, like, they flourished and they mm-hmm. thrived because they were in a situation, in a setting where they were safe. And now that doesn't mean that someone who comes from a situation not that is not going to thrive mm-hmm. and flourish. That's not what I'm saying. But it's no doubt, like, when I saw that, I saw that when God's design for sex was followed, it impacted the next generation so mm-hmm. much.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I would ask—you started to get into this, Coco and, and Chloe— um, some of the things that can help us, maybe the chances are we're talking to people that are 18 to 30 mm-hmm. something. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you first saw pornography at 12, 14, 16 years old, you've been dealing with it for between two and 12 years, probably at this point. So you probably know what your triggers are. You probably know what you're likely to, to give into. You know what what your issues are. What are maybe some really practical or helpful guardrails, whether you're single and you struggle with with some of the things that come along with singleness, or you're in a relationship and you struggle with some of the things that come along with a relationship, what are some practical guardrails that we can put around sex and sexuality to, to keep our lives holy?
3: I think if something is um, causing you to fall into a sin or is um, a distraction that, yeah, that can lead to sinning in those ways, I think that... Um, like say it's getting on Instagram or getting on a certain website, like have a guardrail to delete Instagram or like as you're trying to find freedom from this, um, or if someone's, you know, keeping you accountable, like ask that person to put like, iPhones are great now because you can put a lock on apps like Instagram or stuff like that or set a time limit or something like that. Ask a friend to literally put a password on the Instagram app or something so you can't get on it. I think stuff like that in our world like today's made it helpful for us to have stuff like boundaries in our life with that.
0: I remember reading the verse that's, that Jesus said, if, you're, if your eye causes mm. you to sin, pluck it out. If your mm. hand causes you to sin, cut it off so that you can be holy. Yeah. Yes. Like he doesn't take holiness as like if you if you can figure it out, that's great. If you can get there, that's mm-hmm. a great additive to Christianity. It's like no, we're called to be holy as he is holy. Yeah. So we should take these things seriously. So like mm-hmm. giving up Instagram, the rest of the world is going to look at it and go, why would you ever give up something as, that seems so benign or seems so simple? But mm-hmm. we have to take it yeah. seriously.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think of like Romans 12, it, it talks about in view of God's mercy, uh, offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is our true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to pres- to, to test and approve that God's will is good, pleasing and perfect And so it's like, this tells us right here, like we should offer our bodies as a sacrifice to God because he's so worthy of it. He sacrificed for us by sending his son um, to give us life with him. And so for us as believers to sacrifice for for God and to present our bodies as holy, that means not committing sexual sin because that that displeases God. So what what is honoring to God? And when we think about what we're doing with our day, what we're doing, you know, how do we spend our time? Are we? you know whatever it may be like is that honoring to God and really asking that question and then what does it say it says by renewing our mind so we have to be in scripture when we are in scripture every day and we're spending time with God and we're developing that relationship that intimacy with God when those temptations comes up man, it's still going to be a temptation, but it's going to be much easier because our minds are being renewed of what, what is true, what is honest, what is pure, you know? And so I think, like, that's a huge thing is to, like, spend time in God's Word and renew our minds daily.
1: And I think there's a lot uh, of apathy that could come with this problem. Like, may, maybe say I'm I'm a young single guy, and I'm struggling with pornography, and maybe you don't even really view it as a struggle. It's just a part of your life, and you're like, I'll overcome that later I, like, you know, I'm in a different stage of life right now. I, I'm I'm married. I'm, I'm about to be 32. It's like, okay, you don't just snap your fingers and overcome those things, right? The investments you make now are in like the, the discipline you have now is going to impact your tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so your approach to this in young adulthood is so, so important. And I think that a lot of times, on the outside looking in, people would say, "Man, Christians are just so serious and uptight about that." And it's like, "Why does it matter?" Well, we've talked about kind of the weight of it, but we go to God's word. What is Proverbs seven, which is the story of the adulterous woman and this man who is being tempted by her? Uh, and is he could the man is compared as an ox to slaughter that, and that's powerful. It's like God that that's like heavy wordage, right? But when we just willfully go towards sexual temptation and and go down that road, we are like an ox being led to slaughter. Proverbs 6.27 says that, how can a man carry fire to his chest and not burn his clothes, right? That's -hmm. that's the same. You can't just carry around with you sexual sin and not expect there to be an impact. And so the time to address it is not tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's not a year from now, it's right now. And I think that that's whether you're a guy or you're a girl struggling. If you're stuck and you feel stuck, you got to attack that right now.
0: Yeah, because sometimes the attitude, uh, from what I've heard with some young men, is that like, hey, once I get married, that desire is going to be fulfilled and I'll be mm-hmm. good. And that is just not the case. That that Those pathways don't just end the moment you uh, get married. Mm-hmm. Um, I would ask this. This is kind of a different um, avenue of the same question. What about somebody that's like in a relationship? that what, what advice would you give to them about like some guardrails, some ideas of like maybe you're starting a relationship and you need to do it the right way. Uh, maybe you want to set up some healthy guardrails around this relationship that you can uh, be wise with your, your sexuality in your relationship.
3: Yeah, I think it goes back too, to asking people to keep you accountable, like letting your friends in. Like I think it can be really dangerous when you enter into a relationship and like your friends aren't in on like Um, Maybe things that you're struggling with, like, obviously, there's going to be physical temptation um, in a relationship, you know, like a dating relationship, because you do like this person a lot. And like, maybe you can hopefully see yourself marrying them. And so, of course, like we are sexual beings. And so that's going to be hard and a temptation. So I think it is so important to bring people into that, like your community again, it's so, so important like that. I mean, that was so helpful for me when I was in a dating relationship. Like I had to bring my friends in and help me have that boundary, you know, of like not being home alone, like stuff like that, like practical things that are just real. Like you need your friends to help you because our flesh is really weak. Yeah. I think asking
2: the question too, like, is this a wise decision to make? Like,
1: That's so good. is it
2: a good thing for me to go on a trip with my boyfriend? Mm hmm people are like well it 's not a bad thing. well, is it wise though? like is this going to honor God and like truthfully too, like a lot of times people like even if you didn 't do anything, like the perception is there, and that 's a huge thing. like we want to live our lives to be above reproach, so that means we want to live our lives in a way that would honor God above all else, and that no one would accuse us of Um, well they went on a trip together you know whatever it may be Um, and I think that really asking question is this a wise thing for me to be talking to this person super late at night like Mm -hmm. is that wise like and if it's not like it's okay if if that person is honoring to God and to you then they're going to be okay with making that decision of Mm -hmm. like a hard decision of you know like that kind of thing Um, and I think being honest with like boundaries too especially like I, I would say like have the men need to step up and like have a boundaries conversation in a dating relationship. And ladies, if the guy doesn't, then you should step up and have that conversation. Um, because I think those are things that will help you to flourish and help you to honor God.
0: Yeah. Um, I think about in uh, song of Solomon one, um, as this couple is kind of courting and it's kind of this like poetic, poetic thing. But, um, in verse 16 and 17, he says, behold, um, um, our couch is green, and the beams of our house are cedar, and our rafters are pine. And you're like, what in the world is he getting <laughs> after? Sounds but like what, a nice house. Yeah, it sounds like great. <laughs> but what he's saying is like, we we spent our time together as we were getting to know each other outside. Like, they went on their dates not watching Netflix together. <laughs> they spent their time outdoors. I mean, that's, that's practically their couch was green. They, they spent time on grass. They spent time where the rafters were cedar. Like, they spent time outside together, so there was no issue of will they, won't they, they spent time outside. Um, one of the things that keeps happening in um, Song of Solomon is there's this phrase that says, don't awaken love until it's time. Mm-hmm. And he keeps saying it over and over. I mean, consistently in Song of Solomon, he says, don't wake awaken love until it's time. And you're like, okay, what are you getting at, mm-hmm. author? Like, what are you saying? But what he's saying is like, he's answering the question that we have really often in relationships. And that's like, well, how far's too far? We're going to get married. So I- is it mm-hmm. okay? Um, we we love each other. We're we're planning on getting married. So is it okay? What it's saying here is don't awaken love until it's time. And I think it's fairly obvious what that means. Don't have sex until you're married. And I remember, um, someone told me one time and it shocked my world, any sexual gratification outside of marriage is wrong. Mm. And I was like, okay, I was was like 16 at the time. And I was like, any, like any amount, (laughs) even if you just enjoy looking at it, even it's like, Yep. Anything. Mm. So it's like if I'm getting any sexual gratification out of anything besides my wife, it's wrong. So we need to take that into even a dating relationship Mm -hmm. and say, if you're receiving sexual gratification of any level of any kind outside of marriage, it's wrong. And that's where we look at it. We go, man, God's standard is really high, but it's really high for our good and Mm -hmm. for our protection. God's not keeping good from us. God's not saying you can't have it. It's not good. Marriage inside of sex is a good thing. Sex inside of marriage is a good thing. But we have to keep it there. And like Logan said, with fire, if we let it out and it goes somewhere else, it can destroy a lot of things.
1: Yeah. And you, you know, Jared, as you're talking about that, you don't want to be the person that post breakup, because it happens, people break up and you've crossed every physical boundary there is a level of hurt there when you look at just the science of it, right? Take, mm-hmm. you, you know, if you just looked at that, that you are connected with that person. There's endorphins, rele- endorphin releases that happen when you engage in sexual activity with somebody and you've entered into a realm that you weren't supposed to. That's really tough. Mm-hmm. That's really, really hard to come back from. And we've all counseled people and talked with people, and it's like you don't want that hurt in your life and you can protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, from that, by doing what God's Word says.
0: So I'll ask this. So um, chances are there's going to be people that are listening to this who have made mistakes Mm -hmm. in the past. What advice, what words of wisdom, what encouragement would you maybe give to them um, working through this now?
3: Yeah, I think um, we've talked about before we started recording, like 2 Corinthians 5.17, like God makes us new. Like we can be a new creation when we give everything to Him. When we, like God wants us to bring these things that in our past have yeah gone against his like what his word says he wants us to bring those to him he doesn't want us to be captive by those things for the rest of our life like he wants us to bring those to him now and so I think the moment that we lay those at his feet at at his feet and also bring other people into him there's so much freedom Um, and if you haven't like given your life to the Lord and give given these things to him like that is where true freedom starts um, and we can be a new creation from that.
1: Chloe, what you said is so important because when you enter into a relationship with Christ, you become a new creation. Mm -hmm. And when you have a relationship with Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit gives you the desire and the power Mm -hmm. to do what pleases God. Mm -hmm. You're able to do something you can't do Mm -hmm. on your own because you have the Holy Spirit helping you, Mm -hmm. guiding you, and teaching you. And in even addition to that, what else does God's word say? I think that there's a lot of um, guys and girls out there who are just like beaten down and frustrated with the temptation. And you have to remember 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that no, over, no temptation can overtake you that is not common to man. God mm-hmm. is faithful and he will provide a way of escape in it. And so as you might be at the, the depths of this and you mm-hmm. feel like, man, I'm at the bottom. There is no way out. But God tells us, His word tells us that there is a way out. And I always think of Nehemiah nine seventeen, when the Israelite people have messed up once again and they've not followed God once again, and what does God say to them? He says, But uh and, and what does Nehemiah say? He says, But God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Mm-hmm. And at the at the front end of that verse, he says, But you are a God ready. To forgive, mm-hmm. And so you need to hear that today. If yeah. you're struggling, if you're hurting, if you feel like, man, this is, you know, God hates me because this, God is ready mm-hmm. to forgive. That's his heart posture towards us. Yeah.
2: I think that's so good, Logan, that you said that because we really can believe the lie that like we're the only ones... God is mad at us, so there's no coming back, but remembering God's character, that he is so faithful to us, and you mentioned Nehemiah, like, I think of the Old Testament, literally, it's God has a good plan for his people to flourish, and then they mess up, and they do their own thing, but you know what God does? He renews his promise. He renews his promise. He renews his promise, so if you're out there, and you're like, man, I've totally messed up, the Bible talks about through Jesus, we can have victory, and um, we need to spend time with God. We need to go back to God and humbly ask for forgiveness, like we need to repent, we need to ask God to invite Him in on this like struggle. And we, I do believe that God can help us. Um, I also think shame is a big part of this. And um, you know, Chloe, like what you said, we're new creations, and so we have to. Anytime we start to feel that shame, that's not from God, and so we need to go to God and tell Him how we're feeling and ask Him to speak over us to show us who we are in Christ. Now that we have um, asked for that forgiveness, and, and I think God can. Really help us in that, but remembering that like shame doesn't have to own us, um, and we can have forgiveness and newness in that.
1: And I and I think of this too, like speaking from someone who is married, like it's so it's so great to be in a relationship where sexual intimacy is present and there's no shame. You're not worried about. Uh, you, you know the end result of like man I don't want to i don't what if someone gets pregnant what if what if what if what if what if you know it's not good this time you know it's like man when you're in a marriage relationship there's so much freedom in that and there's no like this there's bondage of shame doesn't exist and that's something to look forward to and I can tell you it's worth like if you if you will honor God sexually now if you if you're um you know if you if you've remained pure already or you've had struggles in the past whatever it is if you'll end enter into um, just a way of thinking, a mindset of honoring God leading up
0: to your marriage, man, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. One of the things, I feel like I've said this probably 30 times lately, but <laughs> one of the things God's taught me in the last year is like, his plan is just better. And especially around sexuality, he created it and it's good. And you look at like the, sim- the simplicity of God's plan around sex and his design is better. Mm-hmm. And you look at like, in a in a monogamous, committed marriage, the chances of Sexually transmitted diseases are zero. That is God's design working. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan, we've talked about before. Like an unplanned pregnancy within marriage, you figure it out. It's going to be okay. You're you're going to be all right. It might be it might be a little little scary at first, but you're going you to just got to
1: rearrange out. some rooms. You got to rearrange re- the a room, account.
0: and you g- you may not have an office anymore, but you're <laughs> going to be good. Um, but it's like that outside of marriage is devastating and can be can be completely life changing and altering. Um, and not to say that those are. Um, God can work in those situations, Um, but his plan is for our good. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to rearrange the way that we look at sex and the way that we look at what he's planned for us. It's not restrictive. It's those boundaries you talked about at the beginning, that God's plan is best for us. And when we live in that, we will Mm -hmm. flourish
2: Yeah. And I think to anyone who's listening to this podcast, who's like, man, I'm in the thick of this and I'm struggling and I don't know what to do. Like we sit here on this table today, like, and we want to be able to come alongside you. And so we encourage you to like, uh, let just like come to us and like, we can talk to you about that. Sometimes you just need a trusted person to talk to. And so we would love to do that because we do believe that there can be victory um, and that there can be um, redemption in that story. So I would encourage you like get in a small group. Like we talk about community all the time. There's a reason we talk about community all the time because we're not meant to do it alone. And so um, we would love to talk with you about that. And we really do believe that God can give you victory um, through Jesus. So
0: Yeah. Well, hey, we hope that this has been uh, helpful to you. And if it has been helpful, we'd love for you to uh, share it, to rate the podcast. But hey, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming.